Oh man. We 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 don't know how to start the podcast. But uh welcome to Bodega Nights. Uh today I'm starting the podcast. This is Norm. Uh you've got Martin, you've got Jao. I don't know if I'm actually pointing at them when you see the video, but Yeah man. It was really when cool, recording. What, yeah, yeah, yeah recording. Alright, so um Jao, since I'm recording, right? Um, I am Martin, Where are you right? located? Top right. Upper right. Yeah, Martin, you right. are uh, next to me on the yeah. left. And then okay. Norm is uh, on the bottom. I'm on the bottom. I- yeah. You're bottom. You're but, the bottom. Um, we, are, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is, that, is that another way to call me fat? <laughs> I know I gained weight over the quarantine, man. <laughs> hey, um, I gained weight too. And I'm Percival. I mean, I'm already. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, recently we just finished a nine-nine. Yeah, dude. How much? <laughs> how much? Uh, did you? Not how much did you spend, but what? What was uh, Lizada able to get from you? What did you get from oh, Lizada? Oh, I've been. Uh, yeah. It's you're listening to it right now. <laughs> the thing and Lizada, the one no. thing oh, wow. I got from okay. Lizada, oh, my cold, Lizada nice. fried right. from my cold right. dead hands. Right. Uh, <laughs> this no <Mayono> Mike. <laughs> Right. How how much is that? It's about uh, three thousand two hundred pesos. Pesos. That's actually good. Uh, That's a good price. I mean, better than it's, um, it's yeah, better than but, my my previous one. Yeah, the last one. <laughs> you know, it was like, about that's hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude! What was it? Um, the. Uh, the mic that I used to use, and this is uh, terrible mic because I I lent it to one of the other teachers, um, okay. was about a hundred fifty dollars or something because those were the only like mics that were good and available at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about like, nice, right? And then and then after that, um, I got the this thing, the one that I'm Samson? using for the backup recording. Yeah, the Samson's Q2U, the one that so Martin like me. got, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, got that's it so about, we got it for about fifty dollars, right? Something like fifty dollars, yeah, and it came with a headset or something. With a headset, and it's, we... it's now like a hundred something. Like it's it's such well, a really yeah. good mic, USB and XLR. Come on, yeah. Well, it's because of the work from home and the school from home, obviously. And yeah. people want to make their own podcasts now. Shoutouts to Podcast Network Asia for their first year anniversary last month. Congrats, you guys. Reach seven. Congrats, I guess. Congrats, I guess. Congrats. So oh man, Congrats I really do hope that I really do hope that they like. Um, I really do hope that they take off because like the 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 rising tide raises all ships, right? So. No, yes, yeah. like uh, no, no. Jokes aside, uh, I'm happy that they did it. I mean, Norm and I, Norm and I went there last year. Remember, Norm, uh, and we met an old friend who I never remembered until you told me. During the ride home. <laughs> you know who I mean. That lady. If you're and, just uh, listening now, you might not know that I have a horrible, horrible memory. So whatever my <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saying, I don't remember. <laughs> Basically, uh, um, last year, Norm and I and a couple of my friends uh, went to the Podcast Network Asia meetup thing. Uh, it was at um, Metrowalk, that place where we met Norm after so long. Um and then we met a very right. old friend that I never saw the face of until that day, who apparently played COD with us, maybe just once or twice, but not every time. Uh, I, yeah. You know what, dude? 
You just you, you just we made spent, it even like, harder. That one I don't, year I don't remember. Spent... I don't remember anybody we ever played Call of Duty with a specific card game. Other, you know. Yeah, you had to remind right. me it was just a specific card game because she was dating someone. Anyway, yes. Um, well, so so anyway, guys, we we distracted nine, while nine, trying yeah, to figure distracted. out. Yeah, who it was. No, no. I the the most important was. thing about the whole mic thing is not necessarily no, the no, price. Although that that else that is also great. You can get USB mics for one thousand six hundred pesos and above. Okay. Um, but most importantly, you can get it just at Lazada. When we started this thing, we had to get it shipped from abroad. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, we had to yeah. do with the options that were available and in the one <sighs> market, in the one shop in in all of Robinson's Galleria. Hell or yeah. all of Manila, Deva. the one oh, audio yeah. shop with a USB mic. The um, one audio shop. What was it? I didn't even know that exists. <laughs> China, China yeah. wasn't an option then. <laughs> China wasn't China an option wasn't now, now that everybody's doing their manufacturing in China, China now knows how to use to make USB mics. Yeah. So thanks, guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they aren't very good though. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say, like, yeah. um, yes. what's it? Like this. The microphone that I'm using for the Zoom call is uh, it, it isn't one of those cheap Chinese mics. I mean, it is a cheap mic that is kind of made okay. in China or whatever, but it isn't like one of those cheap BM800s that you find. Um, oh. I actually have like a couple of those. Uh, the XLR is really good. The USB is kind of weird. Like um, it's 50-50 on whether or not my voice is going to sound like really low. Like a, really high, um, not not ne- never really high, right? It's just really weird. <laughs> it could be like the USB cable or something, right? But um, the USB powered BM eight or the, the USB BM eight hundred, I'm not that happy with. But the XLR one is alright. Like we actually use that in reputable media company for some of the stuff that we do. Oh, will reputable media company have a podcast again soon? I have no idea. Okay, just asking. Uh, speaking of uh, reputable, well, it's not reputable. <laughs> Apparently, uh, speaking of not reputable. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, a forest fire was started because of a gender reveal. Smooth. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. Smooth. All right, all right, and all right. We reputable were, media outlets were this. talking about that. All right, let's go. There we go. That, that reputation is there. Okay, so let's I've, I've, start I've, talking about outrage uh, stuff. Yeah. First and foremost, beyond, like, beyond the gender reveal, let's. How do you? I was like, I can't believe that the biggest forest fire of the month, the year in California right now is was supposed to be started by a gender reveal. How do you do a gender reveal so wrong? When you use pyrotechnics and you're near a freaking forest, it's like saying, "This is why Smokey the Bear says to young Americans." Do not smoke near freaking forests because the smallest bit of ass, smallest bit of something like that that can start a fire can just do that. And this ain't even just a cigarette. This is a pyrotechnic that might have, you know, went to that forest direction, which is bigger, man. So so I'm like, gee, I wonder why. All right. I I guess it just sounds Uh, bad because... The experts have said that it's the dry season right now, so any any tiny incendiary yes. thing could have created this wildfire that's going on right now. It just so happened to be a gender reveal. A gender reveal. Yeah. And Those... you know what's the worst thing about it? We still don't know if it's a boy <laughs> or a girl. 
Well, it's orange flames in California. What does that mean? What gender is it? It, it might be. It might be Guy Fairy. Remember the guy who talks about Flavor Town? <laughs> is orange here or something? With a fear? I don't know. Guy Fairy is a gender. The American cooking. Yeah. Guy Fairy is a gender. Our babies got kids fairy. born. The kid is born with with frosted tips. <laughs> you know why it needs to be frosted? Because it started a forest fire. Okay, that's very insensitive. But at the same time, I'm like saying, you saw the article. This is not the first time it happened, right? Two, like three years prior, a gender reveal thing kind of set a forest fire in Arizona. We saw that in the news article. Really. Well, yeah, we, I, I don't we know. actually checked the news article. Like we five checked the news ago. article. And then all a right, couple right. of reputable media sources also talked about how a gender reveal stunt caused a plane accident because it was flying what? Flying low altitude and it kind of crashed because it was spewing out, dumping 350 gallons of pink water to reveal the gender is female. And and here's where I'm not outraged at. Here's where I'm getting nitpicky. Gender reveal parties. But gender does not reveal your uh, reproductive organs. So why not just call it sex reveal party? Is the as... word is the S word what? So not safe for work? I guess it say? sounds kinky if you if you make it a yeah. sex reveal party. Yeah. Like okay. people might go there without clothes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. Fine. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just gender. It's just, going back into the PG thirteen territory. What's it though? Territory. Just, 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 just to clarify what Martin was saying, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's now more widely accepted that the difference between sex and gender is, um, sex is what you find in between your legs, and yes. gender is what you find in between your ears. E- yeah, right? some I would mean, argue that it's. That's, like, that's it's a good. That's a good defin- description of it's it. Better, I haven't. It's a better description, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. I haven't thought about it that way, but it's a it's a good description. The the way that it's used is your gender is how you identify, while yes. your sex is like your biological makeup. Biological and, makeup, and it also is messed up because there are certain people or certain sect of our population that has both genitals so that's gonna be complicated how would you reveal that in a gender reveal party <laughs> an orange forest fire martin is how <laughs> i guess that's i guess that i guess we don't know <laughs> I guess we, we figured we figured it, we figured it out. out surprise it's a fire <laughs> surprise kaboom but then there is a what's it there was a high profile like supreme court case in the philippines about 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 somebody that had both um yeah. Both sex organs. <laughs> it's uh, similar to the one that has a very small sex organs. That's why they got divorced. That best the favorite law of law stu- uh, the favorite uh, case of freshman law sc- students. Yeah, Is it the yeah. favorite case of freshman law, John? Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. that's everybody that's everybody taken, through uh, it. Everybody that's taken the family law class remembers the Jimmy and Troy case. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> they, uh, it was a it was a psychological but incapacity did you case. Die? It was, what? It, it was a psychological incapacity case because the Supreme Court was defining annulment by reason of Small psychological TV. incapacity. <laughs> now, what the what the case uh, what the the argument for the annulment was? Um, the dude couldn't 
the, the dude wasn't able to consummate the sexual act with his wife. Um, okay. And his contention was this was psychological incapacity. And so what the Supreme Court, or what the court said was, all right, so go and have some sort of test done to show that it is indeed psychological and not physical incapacity, right? And so he had a test done and um, they said that his penis grew from an inch to two inches. And because he was physically capable of an erection, his incapacity to perform the sexual act with his wife is psychological in nature because okay. yeah, he was able to get, um, he, he was able to essentially double his penis size from like an inch to two inches. He was physically capable of getting an erection, but psychologically incapable of getting an erection when with his wife. The wife, yeah. Wife can't get him Right? So it was therefore his psychological incapacity to perform one of the acts proper to marriage that was the reason for the annulment. Yep. Wow. Ah, Interesting. Best case ever. Yeah. That was was, uh, one of the landmark cases. Um, Everybody remembers it because of uh, the dude's penis size. But um, the principle there is he was physically capable but psychologically incapable. Incapable. Yeah. All right. Go, going that's back to pala, that, that could yeah. be grounds pala for annulment. That, I didn't know oh. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> young, ano, young psychological incapacity has often been called um, the Philippine substitute for absolute divorce. Uh, because the definition of psychological incapacity is something like um, you're, the, the spouse for psychological, for reasons psychological or something, are unable to perform the rights and duties of somebody being married or of somebody married. I've, I've, um, I've heard of some cases where you had somebody that was addicted to gambling and um, that was used as grounds for an annulment, which was granted by the lower court um, because you are supposed to provide for your family. Right. And if you have an addiction to gambling, mm-hmm. then you logically cannot fulfill the duty of supporting your family because of your psychological incapacity to stop gambling, something like that. I think that was like the argument. And I think that that actually made it through the lower court. I don't know what happened when it was appealed to the appeals court, but at least the lower court saw it that way, which was quite interesting. Lawyers in our comments. Yeah, man. Feel free to confirm what happened. Um, Uh, And on that note, we do have, if you like our content so far. (laughs) Oh, what's up? Feel free to follow us on our YouTube. Subscribe. Now we've got video now. Uh, yeah, we got we're video. on for some reason. Um, Spotify. And we have a Patreon. If you'd actually like to support us financially, <sighs> that would be great. That Keep the website nice. up and running. Yeah, yes. actually, I mean, we we need <laughs> website money, man. Um, uh, we need that. The the, the Jow's neon lights don't come cheap. <laughs> Like, I mean, look, it's we, not um, even lit up right now. It's it's on off. Well, they're they're, uh, they're made in China, so it isn't that expensive. Okay. Speaking of then, China, have you guys watched Mulan? <laughs> uh, the animated movie? Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. I have not, but that's well, not yeah. necessarily okay, because of the boycott. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. It's I don't know. It, it just I has a lot of it. Red, yeah. 
I haven't watched of the what is that thirty dollars on Disney Plus thing? Yeah, Not yeah, the, the Disney guy, man. Are, are you a Disney fan? But also, I don't have Disney Plus, so yeah, we, we don't have Disney Plus, which is yeah. why, which is why I have no like moral quandary when it comes to pirating it because you know I can't pay I for think, it. I, I think <laughs> this country has Disney Plus. We, get, but we got a podcast to run. <laughs> That's where our money goes to. Do, yeah, do this I mic have was the not time? Cheap. Is that, yeah. <laughs> But guys, uh, I, I need to ask between you two: Are you guys big Disney fans? Big enough fans to even buy a Disney Plus? I'm a WWE fan. I'm not even buying the WWE Network. Well, yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian. But aside from that, what I else are you gonna seen. get? Uh, for? The MCU, the MCU TV shows. You can get that on Netflix or something else. No, no, no they're they're, they're, they're <laughs> not, not gonna anymore. release it on Netflix. They're, they're no, now they're on not. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the new ones, the new the new Captain America show, the new um, uh, Scarlet they, Witch and Scarlet the, Witch WandaVision. Yeah. Okay, are they yeah, the new now? Hawkeye show? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Then, they're not, they're gonna come out soon-ish. I'm yeah. not even gonna get it until that's done. Like once. I mean, it, is it even available in the Philippines? I mean, yeah, sure, like, it's not even guys available, Brazil, right? Like, Maybe I don't even you know if it's Brazil? available here. Um, right? Let me check. Because right now we got Crunchyroll, we got Netflix, we got Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have that here uh, as well. We have I, um, Disney Plus. My girlfriend has like an HBO Go or Plus, Go? Or, yeah. one of those, right? Like, um, it may be. Uh, I like that. It's Netflix girlfriend. Yeah, it <laughs> may arrive in Brazil for five dollars and forty-one cents. That's not bad, dude. But remember, in Mulan, you have to add. Thirty dollars. So I'm like, you already have Disney Plus. Then you're gonna spend a additional thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean, if you have like a family of um, four, instead of going to the movies and spending twenty dollars per ticket for a total of eighty, you just pay the thirty bucks, and your entire family of four can watch it for less than what you would have yeah. paid if you had gone to a cinema. Okay, because for thirty bucks, that's like how much in pesos right now. At forty-eight is, per that's dollar, about that's one thousand five hundred pesos. Thousand five hundred, yeah. Okay, for one thousand five hundred pesos, it's like you're watching. That's the yeah. price of like watching it on THX or whatever. There. Uh, how much is Senoba? How much? How much were movie tickets before like this whole pandemic hit? About three hundred pesos, right? About um, three hundred uh, to yeah, about three hundred pesos. That's it. It's on the expensive end, two fifty to three hundred. Yeah. Right now you this have is, um, uh, mom, dad, and three kids. Yeah, but four hundred pesos you spend koi. Yeah, so let's just say mom, you're dad, paying for three kids. a movie ticket for five people. Yeah, but what if you're alone and you gotta pay thirty dollars additional from your Disney Plus? I'm like, then watch it in the cinema. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll, I'll just watch it in the cinema, which is cheaper when wear it your releases mask, in our sanitize. Uh, yeah, wait. Yeah, there's um, cinemas aren't but even allowed here yet. Ironically, yeah. they're not allowed here yet, but freaking malls are, freaking everything else are, except schools. I don't know. It's we're back to COVID hour, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but yeah, back to Mulan. Um, I don't get the point of a $30. I, I don't get the additional 30 US dollar thing for a movie when you already subscribe to Disney Plus. Unless because Walt Disney and Disney are effing capitalists about this. Because movies don't pay for themselves. Yeah, my thing. You gotta, oh, right. Yeah, you gotta pay That's salaries and rights and rights actors and, uh, 
and people, crews, yeah, crews, and, and the government that the special you know, persecuted budgets, Hong Kong, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and the half Uyghurs. of that is marketing to, yeah, oh my God. You know that um, God, what was it? Just a messy what was it? And they, they 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 usually recoup this in cinemas. Yeah, right. And there are and merch, there aren't but yes, any, merch. Yeah. merch. Well, yeah, and and because there aren't any cinemas now, then they had to find a They're way to release spend, it. And they ain't spending on cinema fees because there's no cinemas releasing this. What cinema fees? It's the cinemas that pay Disney. Wait, really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. They get like an insane chunk of the first week revenue or the first two week revenue of any films. If you want to yeah, show Avengers, you got to pay Disney yeah. more I mean, that's how it works. percentage uh, of income. That's how it works. Yeah. Even like with your Warner Brothers and all, all yeah, of those maybe. studios, they get a cut of movie sales. Um, they get a cut of whatever uh, cinema makes for the first week. And I think it's like an insanely high amount, which is why popcorn is really Whoa. expensive in cinemas because that's how the cinema makes money. The cinema that's doesn't make money. Even. Popcorn yeah. and sodas. Yeah, popcorn, popcorn and soda. Sodas. The cinema doesn't make money on ticket sales. They make money on concessions. tickets. So it's that the reason why certain cinemas before like Shang are strict that you can't buy anything else outside of their floor or the cinema area. Yes, because they have to pay the studios oh. to show the movie in their cinema. Oh, clever bastards. And this is why we hide our other foods in our bags and they can't even see it. Yeah, but this, like, I, I remember when like <laughs> uh, Shang and all of that were really strict about uh, it. I was like, yeah, of course. Because they aren't making money off of ticket sales. They're making money yeah. off of the overpriced popcorn that they're selling us. Yep. Um, the reason SM was able to come in Although and be all arguably, like, oh, look at us, we're the good guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was because they could afford to have their cinemas um, work at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because their their reasoning for it would probably be because the people don't go just to watch the cinema. Afterwards, they're going to gonna get lunch, they're going to buy stuff, yeah. Yeah. and then they're going to go home. And besides, they also get rent from those establishments anyway. Yeah, so I mean, huh. and, and, so and like, most of their money uh, comes from the rent. Yeah, rent. advertising. You're gonna get the rent if you fix this damn door. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like that's that's uh, that's why when that was a big yeah. issue, that was like one of those things. Like people, people are being outraged about the wrong thing. Thank they, they God, be it outraged didn't happen that, you know, now. Gender reveals. Well, that caused forest fire. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. Going going back to going back to Mulan, I watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and I was like, "How is it? Ugh, this is um, this is." I, I really enjoyed that movie. This is not your childhood. No, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Black Panther, but um, okay. it Black made Panther? me wonder. Yeah, Black Panther. Um, it made me wonder that uh, about <clears throat> people that lived on the African continent, how they felt about seeing. And well, hearing that representation, um, yeah, hearing like Chadwick Boseman um, speak in that accent, because like when you as somebody that has that is, well, I, I teach at a I teach at a Chinese Filipino school, so you okay. know I, I I do get to hang out with a lot of like Chinese people. We bring in teachers from the mainland to teach Chinese, and so like I know what a Chinese person speaking English sounds like, and that isn't it, <laughs> you know. Like you can, you can tell. 
well, it's it's definitely it definitely wasn't what it was in Mulan. You, you can sort of tell that this is very much <laughs> China through the lens of the West. Um, and I was like, I yeah, I I can't watch this, you know, because it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel like um an accurate representation of well China, right? Okay. And um, but who's going to give you know. that accurate representation of China? China. China. Yeah. They they have like you're, you're, you're gonna they trust have, the Chinese. Uh, you're gonna trust Beijing to give you an accurate representation of China. I'm gonna trust Beijing to give me an accurate an, an accurate representation a better one of than Mulan. Disney. All right, all right, all right, right. Because oh, this is after I'm all like an yeah. old. This is an a old Chinese. Chinese um, what was it? Right. This this is an old Chinese epic poem or something, something. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like you know, it, it's yeah. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. They're they're, they're definitely gonna be. A uh, more accurate version than Disney, sure. Yeah, and I, I don't know about. I, I don't know if I don't know if accurate is the the right word, but it it just it just didn't it just felt very off. This is this is what um this is what Edward Said probably felt like when he was talking about like Orientalism, you know, like the What's way that, that again? Or, Orientalism the the way the West views the East, dude. Oh yeah, white man's burden again. Fuck no. Sorry. No, 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 no. Edward, Edward Said was a dude that said, fuck the white man's burden. Edward Said put forward this, this, this school of stuff, well, this framework of looking at the world that was based around how the West views the East's art. And um, what he was saying was something like, this is not how academic research on, or this is not how academia should be viewing the work of the East. We shouldn't be work. We shouldn't be viewing the East from the lens of the West, and this is exactly what we're seeing here, right? So that was his Orientalism. This is like uh, an early twentieth century thing, I think. Nice. So you know, this this, this was sort of like this was sort of like um, we, we might not like think of it like feminism, except instead of like women, it's the East. <laughs> but, yeah, we have been seeing that. It's also correlated to white feminism as well. Uh, remember a meme a few months back. Uh, it's a manga character, a Japanese character that looks like a kid and has big breasts, but she's actually in her 20s. And Western people correct her um, animation to correct her body type. And they're like saying, because there's no one in Japan that has big breasts and as small as that. And then I'm like, wait, but have you been to Japan? Have you seen the body types of Japanese or Asians, there are people who have that kind of body type. It's it's another form of West of the one you just said, Orientalism. You know, we, we might not necessarily uh, we might not necessarily be in the best position to talk about the best position to talk about that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the West being the West <laughs> oh, again. No, no. You can't. You can't. Oh no, no. Okay. Right. But then, you know, we, we need a it's, it's a good point to make, Zhao. We, it's, we it's, miss it's a good point to make. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I don't Amen. know. So, I, I, um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend watching it, though. Um, but if there's so one thing not, that was yeah. really better, cool better about it. We we, 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 no, go ahead. No, oh, no. Go on. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, was, I was going back to expounding the point of how yes, if we're boiling it down to. It, it's basically somebody else selling your story to somebody to to another person, and you're right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Parang he's like hundred percent right. 
Uh, and he's gonna say it from how he understands it, not how it actually happened. Yeah, I mean, from your world. yeah, I mean that's that's why you know, like I'm I'm not uh, I'm not saying that it's bad, no. Like I'm I'm just it it just wasn't something that I really enjoyed. Um, I w- I wanted it, and this is <laughs> I wanted it to be something like that movie Hero. What's Hero again? Hero the that Chinese propaganda movie. Jet oh right, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the the Jackie. Jack, Bruce uh, Lee one. Bruce Lee. It wasn't Bruce Lee. Sorry. Um, it was. I, I can't. I can't remember who was in it. But the the emperor dude had this like Chinese had Chinese characters or whatever like above him. Jet and Lee. They were all like it yeah, looks the, like it the, says the Chinese ass. sword. It looks like it Dolly, says ass. Yeah, that one, that yeah. Movie. yeah, it was a really it's good. It's the movie with movie. the three colors. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. In, in, in they had the color code for which one was truth and which one was a lie. Not. Yeah, it was, it was. I was expecting something that good, but I don't know. Um, it's 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 Disney. That's it, man. It's a Disney fight. Um, <sighs> but if I, I will credit Mulan for doing one thing though, and it's the same thing that the Nobel Peace Prize has done. Um, y'all rem- <laughs> remember when um, Obama won the Peace Prize? The pe- that was a very yeah. divisive thing, and now that Trump is like. has been nominated for the Peace Prize. It's done one thing. It's united people on both sides saying that the Peace Prize is just full of crap. Because they were like, what? How can Obama win it? War with Syria. And then people from the other side is like, what has Trump done for peace? And so like it managed to bring people together against the Peace Prize, which is kind of the point of the Peace Prize. But Mulan kind of did the same thing, right? Because it, it pissed off a certain group of people that were all like, oh, Hong Kong, blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, it also pissed off another group of people that um, don't like Mary Sue characters because um, apparently Mulan is a Mary Sue. I have, I have no idea. Um, so like apparently, so, so in, in my mind, Mulan has brought together these odd bedfellows again. So that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll nice. give him that, right? Um, because apparently, <laughs> uh, I, I was watching uh, I was watching a YouTube video about like Mulan, right? He said that um, uh, what was it? The person that was doing the video essay said something along the lines of the problem with Mulan twenty twenty is that um, it undermines the quote unquote feminist ideas of the old one in the sense that. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't Mulan's, uh, it, it wasn't Mulan being a powerful woman in this film because that's what the original Mulan was, right? It was Mulan being like this kick-ass girl that could hang with the guys while at the same time still retaining her being feminine and at the same time like the dudes embracing a more feminine, less sort of toxic masculinity, machismo sort of thing towards the end. With this current, um, with this current iteration of Mulan, the problem with it was that Mulan was strong with the chi to begin strong with. Strong with the what? Strong with strong chi. with the chi. Strong in the, chi. The, chi. Chi. That thing. That yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's got like the chosen one kind of thing. Yeah. She, she's got like a chosen one sort of vibe, right? Like she she was strong in the force, right? Um, <laughs> right. And so and so it wasn't it wasn't the hard work of a woman, right? It wasn't the hard work of a woman that got them to win that war. It was because she was destiny. Yeah, it was. It was another was freaking chosen. destiny story, which undermines Open her being mind. the woman that made it. 
Because if you weren't special, chosen one, then chosen you're not going to save China. But that, yeah, that is always a narrative there. of mythology. That is that is that well. is problematic, Joe. Right? That is like, problematic. It it undermined it. it I, I I I wouldn't know. I didn't watch the film all the way through, but seeing that video essay, I'm like, yeah, I remember the first fifteen minutes talking about like how Mulan was supposedly strong with the force or whatever. So. <laughs> the force. <laughs> Okay. I'm 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 for the the old animated Mulan because I, I did not see the new one. I remember yeah. the old animated Mulan and I remember was like thinking that the captain must have gone through some real emotional struggles there trying <laughs> to figure out how this man <laughs> This, this, he's slowly forward, falling for a, what he believes to be a mad soldier who's doing great. Yeah. yeah. Who's doing great in his army. And then, surprise reveal, it's a girl. Like, just got him falling straight for the girl. Like, that's, that's some gender identity questioning, man. Yeah. Yes. I wonder what the fire <laughs> Right, right, right. Throughout that montage of, you know, the yeah. guns, he falls in love for Mulan, who was timed. This guy's just a dude, and he completely falls for it. He's falling in love for this dude, and yeah, surprise yeah, reveal, yeah. it's a girl. Dude, oh, you're dude. not a dude. Oh, in thank the God. 90s, <laughs> in the nineties, there was a little bit of that queer thing going on as well. Yeah, Mulan, uh, ahead of its time, pretty good movie, and yeah. had um had a dragon. They did away with the dragon. What? Oh. Yeah, dude. No on screen, I saw with Mulan with fiery wings. Sorry, spoiler alert. A what now? A fiery what? Her chi showed up as fiery or something. But there was one screen and I saw. And people were like, nope. Not. And it was just Mulan with flaming wings yeah. as the chosen one. I thought it was, um, I thought it was like that, uh, that really on-the-nose scene from the last episode of Game of Thrones with Daenerys and like the dragon coming up from behind her. We're like, yeah, we get it, oh. we get it. It's like Queen of Dragons, yeah. It's like she's got wings. Black, black and red. <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, last season. Yeah. Um, by the way, we we uh we got a little bit of feedback from our um from our episode last week about the oh. Philippines thing, man. Feedback. Uh, yeah, man. Pretty cool. Uh dude from Virginia. Got- yeah, man. Uh, from Virginia, he says that uh, a Filipino American from Virginia. Uh, I would like Virginia. to share my perspective, since a lot of my friends here are into the Philippine X movement. I think the core issue of that is Filipinos, uh, Filipino Americans born here or moved to the U.S. when they were young. They have an identity crisis. It seems like some of our parents here, relative to the Latino community, didn't really share their culture to their children. They don't speak the language. They're confused. Like they act white, black, or Latino due to their friends and they kind of bandwagon on other cultures. So as a result, especially the generation Z generation, they started bandwagoning too on the Latinx movement. Most Latino Americans here speak Spanish and they realize their language is sexist AF with male and female words. So they wanted to change that. Filipino Americans here, mostly who don't know Tagalog or Filipino, bandwagoned and adopted the Philippine X movement, including the advocacy to help their LGBT friends. It started on college campuses here, which are so into SJW, cancel change, and everything culture. Um, 
I think subconsciously the Filipino parents wanted to give them the most comfortable life. They had the, I suffered in the Philippines, so I don't want my kids to suffer. Um, they felt their lives have been good, that they, uh, the, the kids felt that their lives are pretty good and um, are looking and, and now start looking for meaning. And that's why a lot of them are depressed and passionate for movements like Philippine X, since it gives them something to fight for. I just want to What's share this? these perspectives from someone who saw this movement uh, grow on college campuses. It makes sense. Yeah. It grew there. But yeah, this is what you were mentioning because earlier, no? I guess cis generations, like within our generation or the generation after us. Yeah, roughly the same generation as he mentioned Virginia. I lived there for like almost four to five months. And the community I was with are Filipino, Filipino Filipinos who moved there and had Filipino American kids or grandkids. Right. I have no idea how those generation are doing in the Americas, like our generation. But from those who moved just straightly from the Philippine, the Philippines, uh, my tito and tita, our household, we talk. Yeah, our tics. Um Wait, did he mention that? Why did he not mention that stupid like page about BLM for Philippines, right? Because that's a mean I think page. he knows it's a joke it's thing. A yeah, I think he knows it's a joke thing. Thank God. Um, it's a good perspective because even there in the Americas, the Filipino community or the Filipino-American community, you can see that clear divide in generation gap. Because if you were not in the colleges, if you did stick to certain households there, they do still speak Filipino or Bicolano or Cebuano or other dialects when you're a generation before us. Because there is a strong Filipino community there. But he did mention Phil Am. So there's already a mixture of Western beliefs plus our beliefs. Yeah, and I think that's something that's... um that's true for the different cultures sort of across the board uh, when it comes yeah. to like immigrants in the US, right? Like yeah. um, there is a very stark divide between your first generation and second generation and yeah. even third generation uh, people there. Like when you talk to a first generation, when you talk to like a, an immigrant, they, they have very, they have very distinct sort of view, right? Yeah. Then their kids, um, their kids, More interesting. Huh? Different. Well, not, not, not as different as um, the next, like like the generation that comes after them, right? Because yeah. the kids of immigrants still have a lot of that Filipino. original sort of culture with them. Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much with the Filipino. Um, it isn't as strong, I think. Um, yeah. But like once you start hitting that third generation, that's when that's when all bets are off. And I'm thinking that a lot of the Gen Z now. Um, a lot of the Gen Z sort of Filipino Americans are the kids of the kids of immigrants. Yeah, I think that's where the Philippines movement is. And if you heard the last episode, it's not like we're condemning the Philippines thing, right? We're actually just making light of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad he he understood that. And it's just interesting because the commenter came from Virginia, and man, I wish I met some of those guys because I was stuck with mostly senior citizens, and I'm like the. The third generation there. Whenever Martin goes out for a fan meet in Virginia, <laughs> yeah. be sure to Wait, please, uh, please be there. I'm, like. I'm kind of near the yeah. 
Or if I you're in Brasilia, you might want to buy Martin a beer. Or no, he doesn't drink. I you don't want to buy Martin a like a milk. No, I, I, I'm lactose intolerant, man. You might want to buy Martin a glass of water. Ponce queso. Ponce queso. Oh, Ponce queso. Ponce queso. Ponce queso. Come on, it's cheap. It's just two bucks here, man. Um, so yeah, um, it's a very nice reader mail. So you got that from our website or someone just messaged you? Uh, you can email us, actually. Oh, it, it was an email? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so where it was, was that, uh, man? It was, a, it was a message on um, it was a message on Messenger. Oh, okay. It's a friend. So, uh, hey, if, if I'm back in Virginia, I'll most likely be in either Virginia Beach or Chesapeake area. Right, so, There's a strong uh, Filipino community there, by the way. But yeah. like we said, it's a generation gap. So I'm thinking this friend of yours is younger than us or as old as us. Uh, he's younger. He's younger. He's um an immigrant. 20s. He's an immigrant. He is an immigrant. That explains. That kind of explains yeah. it. Um, it kind of explains it's, it's, it's a nice perspective to have that he's it's, it's yeah, that he's like giving that. us actually. That's right? from where they're coming yes, from. Yes, young. Yeah, and, uh, and a generation or two removed from the immigration period. Mm. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's what struck yes. me as interesting from the comment that he gave was their in their camaraderie, from what the, from his understanding, in their camaraderie with their the movement from their Latin friends to with the Latinx movement. Um, a lot of people. Uh, the funny thing struck me there: the Latinos, Latinos, the Latin. Started the movement because of their reach to how sexist the language actually is, right? Yeah, yeah. Expanding on the movement, actually doing a church on the Filipino here, discussing the Felix movement when we're our our our, our language is gender, but we understand that it's a for comedy. It's just kind of funny. It's basically it. It just sounds funny. Yeah. And uh, it's not like we're ruining. Th- it's not. We let people enjoy things. And yeah, I mean, again, like, that's a. V- thank you to the commenter. Uh, that's a very good, you know, very yeah. good. People enjoy things. People enjoy things. So long as you. To let people enjoy things. So long as it doesn't give forest fires, okay? <laughs> yeah, like we kind of draw the line at forest fires, don't we? <laughs> but. but Let's go back there because me and Norm were talking about this before recording. It it reminds me of the Western like Western thing about extravagance. It's not just them, it's even the East. Like things like yeah. the sweet sixteen parties, things like yeah, or the booze, things like a very, very extravagant wedding with a same day edit of a video by some Magbanwa guy. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's oddly specific, but okay. <laughs> yeah, th- those kinds of things. It's, it's not the consumer. There's an entire industry around it, Martin. It's not just one yeah. guy. <laughs> it's not just one guy, but it's the guy I I get in my head sometimes. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a person who's going to be married with some of these, you know, and part of that marriage includes some of the um, extravagant stuff, indulgences of extravagance. Oh my god! Um, Are you gonna pull off a laureate, Norm? The last wedding I had in Green Hills, laureate like ten courses of food were like on course number five. No, we're, we're already not. full. Thank God. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing it. And then, for, like, no, 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 we're not doing doing it because like 
that will be so stereotypical. So we're not gonna do it. We're just gonna have a regular, as much as possible, a regular wedding within, mm-hmm. within acceptable means. <laughs> yeah, in budget. In budget. This and uh, limitations be. of COVID and whatever the IATF approves, which could be a 0.3 meter distance. Do they understand what 0.3 meters is in public transportation? 0.3 meters is this. Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like roughly one foot away. Yeah. So it's like you could be shoulder to shoulder so and like, you're like, yeah, my head is a head. So it's so sensing. <sighs> this is um, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, here's here's my take on it. Right, I get yeah. the feeling that part of um, part of why this is a thing is pressure from like jeepney drivers and sort of public transportation operators that work, haven't man. yeah that haven't been able to fill up their jeeps. Right? Yes, that's true. Um, you know, this is this is all right when it's a big American corporation that's being greedy, but when it's when it's a jeepney driver barely barely scraping by and the way that they can break even is by filling up those jeeps by having them go half capacity you're saying i'm slashing your income in half yep so we got to fit more people in there so this is again that sort of tension between having to reopen the economy and having to be safe from the coronavirus so like i'm i'm not I'm not entirely convinced that this is completely moronic, as bad an idea as it is, because I think part of it has to do with making sure that your jeepney drivers can eke out a living. Because if they double the prices of, um, if, if they double jeep fares, that's the other way to keep them happy, right? Like you have yes. to keep your jeeps at half capacity, but that's cool. You double the fare. I mean, that's also going to lead to a riot, isn't it? So, I don't know. It's it's quite a bit more complex than I think the internet likes to make it out to be. Oh yeah, it's 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 a very it's, a, it's not an easy problem to to fix. Um, but the way they're going about it is kind of worrying. I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, the scary man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's not yeah. like. Public it's transportation. Like done. Anybody who's got like half a brain would know that public transportation is kind of scary right now, but not a lot of people have choice, you know, and it, it's kind of going to be like a domino effect. I'm worried it could be a domino effect. Like we have public transportation, more bit where businesses are going to require workers to come in yeah. because there's public transportation. So, uh, with more workers coming in, there's going to be more exposure. So, you know, that might happen, but let's see. Hopefully, yeah. everybody stays safe throughout yeah. the thing. Um, I don't know, maybe it's like my mm-hmm. humanities, social science sort of background. But the thing that I find a lot more interesting um, is that sort of interplay when it comes to uh, the effects on like the economy, um, and say say more than uh, more than the medicine behind this whole COVID thing. That's like I, I don't know. If that's a good thing. And we're like you know, things th- things like that. Like it 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 informs it, it informs my ideas on um it, it informs my take on say that social distancing thing. Like yeah, it's it's a really bad idea, but at the same time, it's got to be you know it's it it's um 
it's got to have some sort of benefit to a fairly powerful lobbying group. And my guess is that that's the public transport lobby. Um, towards the beginning of uh, towards the beginning of the lockdown here, there was this one barangay that had this big sign outside that said, um, um, "If you can't free us, feed us." Right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad, right? Because like so many people live in poverty, and and the way to pull people out of poverty um, is make sure that there is employment opportunity. But then when somebody is a driver, what is the employment opportunity there in a pandemic? So again, you know, it's, it's, it's that sort of interplay there that I find to be so interesting. Like what's, what's the pivot here in the, in the entrepreneur mindset? Like, okay, you can't write knees as possible. So what can you do? Privately, oh. like, can you transport goods? Because that's that's been a thing, right? Um, one of the transport yeah, yes. groups transport. has tried to hire jeepneys as transportation, and then even the go- even some some parts of the local government have tried to address that with um, Pasig City, if I remember correctly, yeah, early yeah. on hiring tricycle drivers uh, as as shuttles instead of trying to figure out how to do the logistics on their own. They're going to hire tricycle drivers as as shuttle services for healthcare workers and some. Key personnel, <laughs> and our that national government out. decided to well, shut that down. <laughs> Social distancing. Government. <laughs> Point three meters. So, um, <laughs> I'm sure Martin has. So like there, there are some. <laughs> there, there are definitely some good ideas out there that have been tried out. Um, I'm not sure. Going, I, I actually think um, there was one interview I think I saw on TV. Uh, but, Which one? Uh, I, I this, they were they were asking this jeepney driver how it's going or whatever, and saying if it if they were going to go with half capacity riding schemes, uh, it would still be difficult. Uh, it would still be difficult for them to uh, make a decent living of the increasing fuel prices. And I I think that's funny because yeah, the some of our fuel prices are increasing because of new taxes. <laughs> <laughs> to, to yes. fund the COVID <laughs> efforts, so that's yeah. that's kind of a funny connection. But um, one of the safer ways to do it, I guess, would be to find a way to have a safe capacity yeah. for running public transportation that also the need for the jeepney drivers day to day. Yeah, I don't well, you know, know if that means that they're still going to be privately operating on their own as individuals as most jeepney drivers are I you know I'd, I'd hate it if i'd, I'd hate it though if, if we had um if uh if there was a nationalization of our public transportation mm-hmm. because um the nationaliza- nationalization of industry is a great way to make things crappy um you know i i, I ordered a package yes. in I, I ordered a package in january and phil post still hasn't gotten it here. It's probably gotten lost in the mail. Whereas every other package that I've ever ordered from Lazada or Shopee, which uses a private courier, has or, or Amazon, has gotten here just fine, right? So, you know, the moment we nationalize something, the that's the best way to get it to like die. That's why I'm um that's why I'm like scared that our government might Think it's a good idea to start expropriating 
the airwaves for um, internet connections because I'm not even I'm not even worried about like censorship and the great firewall or whatever. I'm just worried about service getting worse because governments no. over and over again have a proven track record of taking something and making it crap. I mean that's a, that, that's a, that's a fingers. That's a terrible generalization, right? But you know, if if um if the Department of Foreign Affairs uses a private courier to get you your passport faster, well, that's pretty damning for our Philippine post office. Pretty much, pretty much. You know, so I don't know. Wait, I think this is a good privatization, public to private thing, because Norm was talking about this with me a few minutes before recording. Is the interplay between government agencies in America and a privatized group that specializes in employing superheroes? I think it's the series called The Boys. Oh, dude, how is it? I haven't, I haven't watched it, but it's like, amazing. It's pretty I, good. I heard it's amazing, so I finally watched after a year. I just saw it on my FB memories last night. I said, "Hey, this looks interesting. I might watch it soon." It took me a year to watch episode one, season one. <laughs> it's pretty fun. The boy is fun. really. Good. It's pretty fun. It's a it's a concept that has been done in the eighties, but not this big. It, it's it's like corporate America with superheroes. And most of the superheroes are dicks. That's how the premise is how I see it. So it's sort of like how it is. You you know how DC is slowly going grittier and grittier and grittier. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah. They're just going to, this one is uh, basically uh, what is what is DC? What is another superhero world? If it's set in contemporary America and you've got, uh, the contemporary American mindset, you've got um, some heroes who are devout, some heroes who believe that their powers come from God above, uh, some heroes that uh, that are actually atheists. Um, and how that economy works is explored in this, in this show. Um, it's actually a comic from what, how many years ago, Martin? Yeah, from a comic book. Yeah, right. uh, almost yeah, a yeah. decade or more because it was talked about to have a film by 2007 or 2008. They were trying to make it a live action movie. Wait, let me let, let, let me let me actually look it up into a web series. Around if there are any people who have watched this, the is boys, like really good. This is like a Garth Ennis thing, I think. Like it's it's a Garth Ennis. Simon Pegg was supposed to be the main character, but he got too yeah. old for it. Uh, I think so. It's a comic book. By the way, my connection is unstable, so I'm still talking through Audacity. You can still hear me, right, Jao? Just use my yeah, audio yeah. Device. Sort of. Okay. Sort of. It's, yeah. it's cool. There, it's it's based on a comic book by Garth Ennis. I've actually yeah, yeah. Um, 2006 hmm. and 2008. No, where superheroes exist. So many. It's, like, it's kind of like a better version of Kickass. Alright. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you remember the, okay. the Kickass movie, it's kind of like a better version of that, a more that thought out version. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. that's that's um, you know, I I really like it that um we have so many of these really cool like indie comic book properties making making it into like TV shows and a lot of these like weird sort of um idiot more more idiosyncratic titles kind of having. TV, uh, TV series, and all of that. 
Mm-hmm. It is like, you know, more than, you know, your simple sort of Marvel DC sort of thing. Um, a lot of, a lot of really good comic books are from that, like, indie sort of image comics kind of place, right? Um, so yeah, like, like the boys, uh, there was, um, it, it wasn't indie, but it was weird sort of idiosyncratic. There was like, uh, there was an, an iZombie TV show, which was like pretty trippy. That comic book oh. was pretty cool. Right. Um, that was that 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 came from a comic. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it like? There, there are a bunch. Um, huh? God, the, the 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 comic book that was written by the singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, right. Like all of these comics are starting to get a little bit more love because all of the DC and Marvel stuff is pretty saturated so a lot of these better a lot of what i think are better stories are starting to make uh their debuts in more mainstream media which is pretty cool and i'm just waiting for like jeff lemire's work to make it mm. i'm so, hoping yeah, they uh, can figure out a way mm-hmm. to make fables yeah yeah fables because really they're, 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 like- they're they're figuring out how to make so you know fables guys is really good Grim fairy tales. Is, isn't there a TV show? For, does, doesn't Fables have a TV show? I have no idea. I I don't know. Is there uh, one? I don't know. Is, by Fables, you mean Aesop's Fables or something else? No, no, it's, um, uh, Fable Comics. Fables. Yeah. Fable Comics. From Vertigo, uh, the the publisher that I really like because they're really oh, okay. generally what yeah. they come up with is really good. I don't hmm. think it has. I'm not sure. I'm not there's, there's, there's a DC. Okay. What? There's stuff in development. Anyway, you were saying? There's a DC imprint? There's a Disney TV that's a name. Once upon a time, they do talk about So, it might jive. We'll see. But I'm looking yeah. forward to if I have one coming up soon. It's nice. It's Toy Story, but it's so nice. You know, <laughs> the Three Little Pigs. But yeah, Simon Pegg. <laughs> Joe mentioned this earlier. Uh, they wanted Simon Pegg, but he got old. So he got old, but he became the dad of the main character of the TV series for uh, The Boys. I think you saw him, Norm, in the first few episodes of season yeah. one. Simon Pegg as Yui's dad. And if you're, uh... <laughs> they drew it as you. They draw Yui as Simon Pegg back in 2006 for that series. And if you're a Cotton fan, he's a big enough draw for... He's uh, one of the main protagonists, so have fun yeah. with it. Judge Dredd, you know? Judge Dredd. Who, uh, and, yeah, one of the characters was an actor from Xena Warrior Princess. I think we're talking about the same guy, though. <laughs> Billy Butcher. Carl whatever. Urban was yeah. in Xena Warrior Princess? Oh, <laughs> yes, he is, man. What? what? He no. is. No, I'm I'm googling it as we speak. Carl Urban. Zena. Zena. No. Yes, he's in New Zealand, my friend. He's in New Zealand. He was part of that. Oh my God, that's him. That's he was Cupid. Yeah, he was thin guy fairy before going to Flavor Town. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he was Cupid. Yeah, like what? He was Cupid. I remember this. He was so oh stupid there. 
Oh, man. I can't watch the boys with this in my mind now. <laughs> Lucy uh, Lawless kicked your ass. <laughs> All right. All right. I was today years old, right? <laughs> so, yeah, John, speaking, you speaking gotta watch of, this. Speaking of um, unnecessary expenditures, did you know this one couple that had this gender reveal by lighting up the Burj Khalifa? They paid, huh. Apparently, they paid like $95,000 for it. What? What's a Burj Khalifa? Is it like a, is that like Wiz Khalifa? It's it's a, it's a tower, the, the tallest building in the world in Dubai. The thing that they had it light up cruise for uh, went up for Mission Impossible. They had up for a gender reveal, and they paid okay, ninety five thousand so, dollars for that thing. But did it burn? Ninety five k. But did it burn? Just the money. No, no, no. There's <laughs> just the just money. The it's money. the desert, Martin. There's just yeah, <laughs> just the money. <laughs> just the money. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary spending for for a PP reveal. Come on, guys. They should call it a PP reveal. Yeah, because we can't say because we can't say sex reveal. reveal. Yeah, or is something it, like is that. It not? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. All right, guys. If we if we do anything with this podcast tonight, it's gonna be like switch gender reveal to PP reveal. PP yeah. reveal right. or or X Titix reveal. <laughs> Actually, dude, we should call it a Titix reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Joe! Virginia. Oh shit, Joe! Uh, advance happy birthday, Sorry, man. John Carter. Wait, uh, it's not for a couple of weeks, is it? No, dude. A couple of months. A couple of months. Oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. Just really COVID. Oh. Well, you know. We've lost all sense of time. Time, yeah. time, time is uh, no longer a construct that time we is value. Construct what are weekends? What are weekdays? Yeah. What are weekdays? Oh, gosh. It's weird because I know next week I won't be part of this thing because I'll be stuck in another Zoom webinar. <sighs> Thank God for Zoom webinars. It's so cheap. We don't burn money for unnecessary travels. We just you can, it on Zoom. So now you can use all of your money to buy that goat head. 